Hello, friend. Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. We are so honored to join with you and other moms from around the world as we encourage one another to know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply. Each week, we share biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you love your family well and create a Christ-centered home. We pray this podcast will encourage you to look to Jesus as the source of all the help you need. Hello, my name is Deb with the Help Club for Moms, and I'm so excited to be here with my dear friend, Michelle Anthony, Dr. Michelle Anthony, who wrote Spiritually Parenting, an amazing book that helps parents to know how to parent in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's so good. It's practical. And guys, we also have her in our book, The Wise Woman Believes book. She wrote an amazing section called The Becoming a Spiritually Healthy Mom. Oh, everybody has loved it. It's been so good. And so I would like, Michelle, to tell you a little bit about what does it mean to become a spiritually healthy mom and why is it important? So what do you think? Why don't you tell us a little bit about you first with your kids or what you do, where you work? Yeah. So um, I'm a mom to a 30-year-old daughter and we have a son-in-law and then they have a seven-month-old baby. It's my first grandbaby. And what's your grandma name? So I am, I was named by my daughter. It's oh, Mumsy. Mumsy. I know it's cute That's because she so calls sweet. me mum. So it's Mumsy. It's oh, really cute. That is a I sweet know. grandma name. I'm like, you can name me. I'll do whatever you want. So. Oh. And then, so 30-year-old daughter, little seven-month-old baby girl. And then um, my son is 28. So oh. older kids. But, older and kids. married for 33 years. And um, I am the family pastor at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. And she is amazing. Yeah. Okay, I know that we're going to get into this, but can you tell them just a little bit about the, the thing that you did at New Life with the children's area and the vision? I just yeah. think, because you talked about it being the vision for our homes. Yeah. And this is so good, you guys. She just redid with New Life Church. Right. They, her and her team, New Life Church, they redid the children's area. It's amazing. If you're local in Colorado Springs, you should go by and see it. Yeah. But there was a vision about keeping what's important in front of right. children. So we have these values, the values that we have for our ministry um, come from my book, Seven Family Ministry Essentials. And so we took those seven family ministry essentials and we wrote them in values. And as soon as you walk up the stairs, you see the values. But values are only valuable if you actually like live them out and do them. So we have this sheet that shows how those values are expressed in our curriculum and the way we teach and how we teach, but then how they're expressed in our physical space. So the new building reflects these values. And so when you walk around, you can see physical spaces that embody those. And I was, what I wanted to inspire parents to do as moms, when you're creating your environment at home, um, these are important. Like if you have values, write down your values. What are the values for your home? You know, what are your values for raising your kids? And then do they have physical manifestations in your home? So if you say like, we really value scripture, but there's no scripture in yep. your home anywhere physically. Yep. Is it a value or do you want to value? Yeah. That? You know, like a lot of times we want to value things. But um, we were even just talking about how we value our marriages mm-hmm. and our time with our husbands. And we have our two rocking chairs facing the West to watch the sun go down. And that's a physical space. 
that I can be with my husband and you have one too. We have one here and we spend, my husband and I, there's two chairs over here. We spend time together and then that's also our quiet time area. Our kids know that we spend time with the Lord there. They see us, all of our Bibles are over there. I think that's so good to apply that. Good to tell your kids too, like this is where, like not in a formal tour, (laughs) but it, you know, in natural course of life, um, we have scripture up because we value God's word or this is where mommy and daddy sit. I'll just show you. I'll show you. And I'll just bring this so you can see. Yeah. So we have two chairs. It's really yeah, simple. We have two chairs over there, but the we have all of our them. Bibles and yeah. everything that we do, that we spend time with the Lord there. And then Jesus is important to us. And so... Yes. You know, we have a picture of Jesus up okay, there. Right. These are, yeah. Yeah, it's like what's important, so, showing your kids. And physically. And so even when we were designing the children's space, I we, there was a value we had. And I was like, oh, there's no physical manifestation of that. Like, we need to we need to add that. We need to put that in here. And we got creative of how to display them. So love it. it was really intentional. But I think those are things we can do in our home. So write down what you, what is valuable to you. Then walk around your home and say like, gosh, we really don't have that. And if community is value or having friends over or pictures of people, um, if heritage is valuable, do you have generational pictures around? Is there a space to have quiet time if you value time with the Lord? Um, yeah. Fun places so to have fun together good. as a family, you know. Oh, yeah, I love that. The dinner table, you know. Yeah, you dinner value table. Dinner, have have your dinner area be comfy. Yeah, you know, and make dinners a priority in your home. If you talk about, you know, that family time is important, make yeah. time for family. But I love that you connected that with the church. And it's going to encourage the parents to do it at home. Yeah, we have so. That's we're, so we're just, good. We're only two weeks in, it's so, so we're good. we're working on that. Yeah. Well, I want you guys to do that too. So, okay, Michelle. Yes. What does it mean to become a spiritually healthy mom? Okay. And why well, is it important? Well, first of all, we have to look at the word become because I think sometimes we just look at the end goal like, oh, I should be a spiritually healthy mom. And we can put a lot of shoulds on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so we're just, we're constantly thinking about where we need to be right now, but it's becoming. We're becoming more like Jesus. It's a journey. So I've been doing this my whole life. I came to Jesus almost like 50 years ago. So we're, we're becoming more like Jesus. We're becoming spiritually healthy. And to be spiritually healthy is kind of like you have to take assessment. So Think of our physical health or something else. You know, it's very practical. You have to, you have to have blood tests. You have to have checkups. You have to, you have to do an assessment of what you're eating, how you're working out. And, and you look at the whole total and you say, like, what part is not healthy right now? Mm. So maybe my eating isn't healthy or maybe my eating is healthy, but I'm not like getting any exercise or maybe I'm doing those things, but I really haven't been to a doctor in years. And I don't know what my blood, my biochemistry is telling me or my hormones or different things. That's so good. So you look at it holistically, right? So if you look at your spiritual life in the same lens, you're going to be looking at your spiritual life holistically. You're going to look at like, okay, what is my prayer life like? Um, what is, where, how much time am I spending in God's word? Um, am I memorizing God's word? How much time am I spending with um, like-minded believers? Like, what are my friendships like? Are they dragging me down? Or are they building me up? 
what does my church attendance look like? Or am I in a small group? Do I have accountability? Um, what about my words? Are my words pleasing to the Lord? Um, how am I displaying the fruits of the Spirit? Am I, am I dependent upon the Holy Spirit or am I dependent upon my own strength? And I mean, we go through the whole list, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of getting, giving yourself a spiritual checkup. Mm. And I think when we, anytime I give myself a spiritual checkup, so I'm good. going to find a place that's a little deficit. I'll just be honest with you right now. My prayer life is, a little like deficit right now. If it, if it came back on like a blood test, it would be like, Oh, you're a little low in that. And my excuse is, you know, well, I'm really, I've been really, really busy and I've been traveling a lot and, and, um, I'm throwing up little prayers, but I haven't just spent that concentrated mm-hmm. time. And part of prayer is listening. And so I'm really good talker with Jesus. (laughs) I talk to him a lot, but I think my prayer life right now needs some solace and some quiet time so I can listen and hear from him. So that would be an area I need to check up on in my spiritual health, right? Um, So yeah, and it's becoming. We're we're always becoming, and we and we we grow. And there's different seasons in our lives, and there's different things that distract us from health. And so it has to be constant. We have to constantly be kind of going back. Um, but the book, my book, becoming spiritually healthy, which these devotionals were based off of, um, also recognize that there are things that like things that have happened to us sometimes, sins that have been committed against us Mm -hmm. and sins that we've committed that have residual impact in our spiritual Mm -hmm. life. And sometimes we find ourselves acting out of an unhealthy place that is maybe from 10 years ago or from our childhood, things that were even spoken over us or done to us or environments we were in that we've just carried along with us because mm-hmm. we think we have to. We don't necessarily know that they're impacting our spiritual health today. And so the some of these are dealing with deeper core issues. So we can talk about our spiritual health in the ways I just did, but we can talk about deeper spiritual health like at the well, right? The source of the water that's coming into our life. And sometimes those are really painful to do, but they're necessary to do as well. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Because if you're not a spiritually healthy mom, there's going to be this whole part of you that is really struggling in your parenting. And in you, I mean, it affects everything. Well, then we pass on that we pass on unhealth, unhealth to our yeah. children. And some of us are carrying spiritual unhealth from generations ago, unfortunately. You know, abuse or trauma or yeah. words or just unhealth that we, we, Jesus wants to free us from. And we can be freed from those things, but it takes some hard work, you know? And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like a very trusted friend that we can walk through those valleys of the shadow of death with. Sometimes, you know, we can walk through it with Jesus. And sometimes we need a professional to help us walk through those, you know, a counselor that can help us unpack some of those things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is so good. Yeah. You know which one really hit me, and a lot of our moms, they've been talking about it, is the one that you wrote called Becoming a Spiritually Healthy Mom, Choosing Words That Bless. Yeah. And I just, guys, I don't think we can remind each other enough that our words have power. Your words can speak life over your kids, and that's what we want. We want 
We want to encourage each other to speak life, to speak good things over your husband and your children and your friends and your community and your families. And we want to use these these lips and our tongue for good and not evil. That's true. And so what would you what would you want someone to know about with choosing words that bless? What what was your on your heart when you wrote this? Well, um, yeah, the, in the Bible, James t- tells us that our there our tongue can be used for like setting a fire aflame, um, or it can be used for good. We can and and in Christ, our words should always be edifying. It should be building up our children. Now, some then moms will tell me, "Well, I have to correct my to- I have to correct my child." Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but. Correction is edifying when it's done biblically and with in a God honoring way. So I, I can correct a child. I can say course correcting, like this is not the way that we behave. I, this is not what God has for us. This is not the loving way to interact with our brother or sister or to speak to your mom and dad. This is not the way that God has for us. Instead, God wants us to do X, Y, and Z. That's so so good. I can correct without saying, um, like um, you're words. driving me crazy. Yeah, I can't you're driving me crazy. You. Go like, away or go away. Like or go away. Oh, that's yeah. hard. Or stop doing that. Or in a harsh tone. Yes. So tone is part yes. of blessing too, right? Um, yeah, you're driving me crazy. I can't stand to be with you right now. Those kinds. I need of- a break from you. Mm. These are all really good. Yeah, no. <laughs> These are all really good. Yeah, we want to say the opposite, you know. So tone and words also have to match, right? They and do. So redirecting. Um, reminding them of who they are in Christ and the plan that God has for us and how he wants us to interact with each other and with him. All of those can be disciplined, but they can be done in a positive way. You know, they can be done in an edifying way. And then on top of that, when our kids get it right, this is like a wonderful opportunity just to bless them. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm so proud of you or wow, I really saw Jesus in the way that you handled that situation with your brother or sister or really saw Jesus in you the way that you used some self-control right there or the Holy Spirit must have motivated you to care for that person and to be generous. And, you know, so calling out those things that are good so that they hear our words as well. That's just important. And sometimes, you know, negative words were spoken over us. Mm-hmm. And so we that's one of those ones that we pass on, that critical spirit or um just that that tone that was mm-hmm. harsh. Do you know and it and it breaks down our kids. It, it breaks them down. It does. And and then they they derive their identity based on the things that we tell them are true. It's so true. And you know what? Kids will rise and our husbands will rise to what we expect mm. and encourage them in and if you catch your kids being good, yes, I used to love doing that when my kids were growing up. I would try to catch them being good. I had yeah. stickers. I gave stickers when they were kids, like, you know, like a bear. Oh, you're being very good. You know, like, yeah. you know, like you really shared with your brother or you shared with your sister or thank you for obeying mom, you know. Right. And and it takes time and yeah. energy. And as young moms, like you're exhausted. You're exhausted. So it's easier <laughs> just to say, stop, just stop doing yeah. that or don't say that or apologize to your brother. Um, but really when we get down on their, uh, their level and we say, gosh, is, is that, is that the words that Jesus would have wanted us to say right mm-hmm. then? Or is that, is that the action that Jesus wants us to say? Um, and our, you know, if we're willing to tarry in that conversation, you know, our kids will say no. And then what do you think Jesus would want me to do right oh, now? Oh, that's so good. Like if I was, if I was harsh with my sibling or if I was disrespectful to my parent, what do you think Jesus would want me to do? 
and let them kind of come up rather than say you're sorry. Oh yeah, it's, I know. I so, did that so all much, the time. I hated it. It's so much that, yeah. easier. And then the kid yeah. goes like, "I'm sorry, sorry. but they're really not. <laughs> they're not sorry." And sometimes when we can like slow down and also like calm down. So if we match when we're disciplining like tone with what's happening, or like it can be chaotic and loud, and then we're just we're just calm. And what do you think? You know, we're modeling where we want them to come. And then Ooh, when the child is like, well, Jesus probably want me to say I'm sorry. Okay. Well, are you ready to say you're sorry right now? And sometimes they'll say no. <laughs> and then you're like. Oh. But it, but we want their hearts, not <laughs> yeah. just their actions. And then. So then Can you the, repeat that? We want their hearts, not just their actions. We were just talking about this. This is what God's teaching me right now is like about my motives, not just my actions. Because I can do the right thing with the wrong motive. Um, I've also had the right motives. <laughs> I've done the wrong thing, but <laughs> he wants both, right? And so sometimes, like, when my kids were getting older and they were not ready to say they're sorry, I would say, like, there's a quiet space over there. It's not a time out. Oh. There's a quiet space. And why don't you just – I want you to sit there, and then when you're ready, I want you to come to What me. if they're, like, four years old or something? I think then we can – if they're four years old, we can just train them to mm-hmm. say that the Jesus would want you to say you're sorry. So yes, I want and you to they say will. They'll, they're they a little will. bit. Yeah. They're, and say a little prayer as you're doing that, right? <laughs> and sometimes they're like, no, no, no. But then they can't move on with life. I think that's where we can be a little bit more controlling of their environment. Like you can't go play with your toys because we have to make this right before we move on with life. Oh, so that's good. You, you can't. That's if so you're not ready, good. that's fine. But we can't move on. So we're not going to be able to have that surprise or eat that fun thing or do that fun until we're, until you're ready. So we kind of force their hand when they're littler. But if we, if, if our kids are 12 and 13 and we're still forcing them, like yeah, you can't do it because we can, but it's not really coming from that place. And I think we also can tell older kids consequences. Like you have, you don't have to say you're sorry to your brother, but you have, you'll have a broken relationship. Mm. That's a broken relationship. And this is your brother. This is who God has given you. And you don't have to apologize to me. We, our relationship is That's broken right do. now. Yeah, That's what we do. That's who we are. Other. We love each other. Yeah. And so, and these are things we train early in the heart of Jesus. And, you know, and we have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in their hearts and lives too, to mm-hmm. convict and to give them a chance. But gosh, parenting's hard. Parenting is hard. <laughs> but guess what? We can pray. Yes. And ask God for help. Yes. He always. loves it. Always. Say, Jesus, help me. And always. Always. <laughs> always. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, and then modeling that. Because I think when we are harsh, it's it's good to go to our children and to say, like, I'm sorry. I was harsh with you. So I'm modeling. And that hurt me because I, I don't want to, I don't want to portray Jesus that way to you. That's so good. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And you know, I think praying for your kids at the beginning of the day. For them to speak kindly to each other and ask God for help ahead of time. Yeah, it um, sets them up. It sets them up for success in that day, and they know they can start going to God when you pray for their day, right? Yeah, and these are, like, we're talking about just everyday moments of blessing our kids, Mm -hmm. right, with our word and using our lips to bless them, not to curse them, that James says. But there's formal blessings, too, like, and I I love training moms how to like bless their kids. Can we do that? 
Okay. Yes. So a blessing, a blessing is different than a prayer. So a prayer would be, dear Jesus, dear Heavenly Father, you know, I'm, I'm praying to the Lord and it's good to pray for our kids. I'm praying to God. Um, but a blessing is something I'm speaking to my child or I would speak to you as a person. And so we see these in scripture. We see people, um, the leaders, um, blessing the people that they were shepherding and we're shepherding our children. And so, um, a formal blessing, because sometimes you're at birthdays or like some, our kids just got baptized mm-hmm. yesterday. Like you're in these formal places. And I think formal blessings are great for formal moments. Mm-hmm. And a formal blessing is in scripture always has this like, may you language. May you know that your heavenly father loves you. May you walk in step with his spirit. May you be conscious that um, his spirit is always with you, guiding you and leading you. And may you know that Jesus is working in you every single day and that we can be confident that he will complete the work that he's doing until the day of Jesus Christ. Or may you find special moments where God is just whispering his love to you today in a sunset or a flower or a butterfly or something, you know, like whatever your kids love. Um, you know, may you have healthy friendships as you go to school today. May you choose the right thing to do. May you also that may you language and you're just speaking truth over them. Um, in informal moments, like at times where, um, Maybe I was just giving my kids a hug or teenagers and you have just like a little moment. I would just say like, um, your mom loves you or um, your heavenly father loves you. Or um, you can just say little snippets like, um, do you, you know, today I pray that you know. So you can say that, like, I'm going to be praying that you know. So instead of the may you language, you know, mm. I'm going to be praying that you know. God loves you. Yeah. You know he has a wonderful plan for you. Yeah. And that you're beautiful and special yes. and unique. And and, oh, and, that's they, so and you good. can even say, like, I'm praying that you don't listen to the lies of this world. Because the, li- the lies of this world are going to say this and the, this and that. You're not enough or you're too much or, you know, that you're not good or that you know, that you're ugly or that you're fat or oh, whatever. Yeah. The world's oh, yeah. going to tell fit you. In. You're not, yeah. yeah, you're not smart enough. You're smart, not, yeah. right. The world's going to tell you that. But, uh, but I want you to know, I'm praying that you'll see yourself the way I see you, the way your heavenly father sees you and that you're beautiful and special. There's nobody like you ever that's ever been born and will ever be born again. Like you're so unique and beautiful and perfect for this time in history at this school and this family, you know? So you can just say like confidence words that don't have the formal may you language at little mo- and they can be short good. or long, like however long their attention span is where they're looking and, and look at them in their eyes. And, but don't let a day go by where you don't say, do you know how much your mother loves you? Like, I love saying it like that because it's one thing to say, like, I love you, which we say to our kids. But show your role in that. Do you know how much your mother loves you? Like you're speaking in third person. Oh, it's that's like the, so It's like good. the role of the mom. Do you know? That's so good. And oh. your heavenly father. Because you can say God, but your heavenly father. Do you know how much your heavenly father loves you? Do you know how much I like your mother loves you? It's so good. My yeah. son-in-law uh, does this thing with his 
girls at night before they go to bed. He prays the Levitical blessing. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make, you know, the whole, that one. Yeah. And then he also says, you are a beautiful, wonderful child of God. Yeah. Before they go to bed. I love it's that. It's not they're like two and a baby. Oh no, but it's the time to start it, you know, and it's never too late to start. But if you have littles, it's the time to start it. Because when you start it when it's little, then it's not like, what, what are you doing? It's true. <laughs> it's true. But you can explain it to your kids yeah. and say, I'm learning how to be. Yeah. A spiritually strong mom for my kids. And you could say, I want to start blessing you. And I agree. Oh my goodness. And don't you guys have friends? If you have a friend that blesses you or talks to you like that, I have some friends like that. And they always say things like that. And I'm like, I just want time with you. Can you imagine your kids that want to have time with you because you're always blessing them and encouraging them? My parents are really, really good at speaking just goodness and blessing. And even last night I was having a conversation with them and they're just oozing. And of course I want to pick up the phone and call them all the time. So we want our kids to want to be in our presence and spend time with us. And if they're getting that, they'll, they'll want to be with you. Mm. You know, it's, it's a very important thing and it takes time and intentionality. One thing, like when we're praying over our kids, I think we grew up in a um, child of God But today in our world, I think it's even important to say, like, a daughter or a son, this whole gender thing that's so... Oh, that's so good. Gender identity is such a... You're a beautiful, wonderful daughter of God. And you're a beautiful, wonderful son of God. And he's made you to be a son and to reflect these, you know, qualities of God or in your manhood or in your as a woman or you know what I mean? Oh, I there's know. so That's many lies so that the enemy good. is telling. And I grew up with like a lot of the child of God stuff, but and I am a child oh. of God. But today I think we need to be saying daughter and son a Especially lot. Especially your boys. If they're not like Mr. Athletic person, like 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 my family, one of my kids was more athletic than the other and yeah and, and my son he did all these other things and but we always affirmed him in his manhood. Yeah. I think it's so important to infer Right, because affirm. manhood doesn't look just one way. It doesn't look just one way. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Right. It doesn't look just but one way. But they're still men and they don't they have are. to be confused about they how don't. God in Genesis one twenty seven, God created them male and female. Amen. That's so there wasn't seventy two choices. There weren't. It was male and female female. and he created them that way and so I think from the earliest years that they are hearing that identity spoken over them that can be a really powerful thing in this generation in this generation so guys that is your tip today when you finish this video because we're out of time when you finish this video I want you to take a moment and pray for your child and then go to that child or whenever you see your child next and say, you are a beautiful son of God. Or, yeah. you know, you are a beautiful son and your of heavenly the father. Your heaven, heavenly father yeah. loves you. And, and you're such a great And that's man, why we you know? say mother, because we're, I'm saying, I'm, I'm in my feminine identity. I'm the mother. I'm not just your parent. I'm oh, your mother. mother. And then the father. Oh. And like, let's speak identity true identity let's speak true identity yeah. <laughs> to our kids oh man this is so good michelle i we need to do this again yeah I, I, I you had something to say though i really i hate um i hate not talking about this one because this one just really quickly it's so good it's um about fixing your eyes fixing on jesus. your eyes on jesus what would you say quickly about being a spiritually healthy mom that keeps her eyes on Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this comes from Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and I memorized that really early on, and I'm so glad I did. But 
Um, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin which easily entangles us. And we all know what our sin that entangles us is. And let us run with perseverance, which is such a mom word. We need that perseverance, the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him. He endured the cross. He scorned its shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But fixing our eyes on Jesus, it's so easy to fix our eyes on social media, fix our eyes on our in-laws who are watching us, fix our eyes on our children even, or fix our eyes on our spouse. None of those are like what we're supposed to do, which is to fix our eyes on Jesus and that audience of one. You know, because I'm trying. If we're trying to please everybody, we're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but but to be pleasing in Jesus' sight, we can fix our eyes on Him, and um, like you said, be asking for help. And that was something that was really probably one of the biggest issues for me um, raising my kids was reminding myself just to fix my eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter. So he's the one, he started writing my story and the story with my children, and he's the perfecter, which means he's the finisher of it. He's the completer of it. And so I can trust him. He has, he has my story in his hands. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wish we had like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do another one sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I pray that you were blessed. I was blessed from today. I was blessed when we were talking about your mom yeah. and how your mom blesses you as an adult. I know. I'm going to take that and I'm yeah. going to start saying some of the things that her mom was saying to her. So could yeah. you pray for our mom that's watching yes. today? Okay. Let me, let me bless you. Yes, bless her. Yes, let me bless you. So um, in a formal sense, may you know, moms, that your heavenly father loves you and First and foremost, before you're a mom, you're a daughter of your heavenly father and he's holding you and he's caring for you and he's listening to you and he's disciplining you because he loves you and he's carrying you through hard times and he's compassionate for you and he's providing for you and he's, he's, he delights in you, you know, like the way you delight in your children. And his love for you is never ending. So may you first and foremost know that, that you are a daughter of your Heavenly Father and dearly loved. And then secondly, may you know that he has given you everything you need in Christ Jesus to raise the kids that he's entrusted to you. And he's given you his spirit to empower you to do those things. And he's given you his wisdom and May you know that you're going to fail at times and God's grace can fill in all of those gaps and cracks because he's just that good. And he, he's in it with you. So you're not alone ever. You're never alone. You're never parenting alone. And when you get it wrong, we just can say to our kids, we got it wrong. And may you know that when you get it right, you can say, that's Jesus and me. So in Jesus' name, may you walk in the confidence of his spirit and the hope of Christ and in the love of our Heavenly Father today. And all God's amen. kids said, amen. amen. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, my pleasure to be with you, Deb. We are so blessed. <laughs> oh, okay. Have a great week. We love you guys so much. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Bye.